Hello, welcome to the Stay Whole podcast. My name is Sanjay and I'll be your host. What is Stay Whole? Stay Whole simply refers to bringing ourselves back to being whole again. We are all broken in some way, shape or form. And my aim with this podcast is to help ourselves return back to being whole again. For me, that means doing three key things. Eat, live and move. We need to eat the foods that nourish our body. Live our lives the way we were intended to live. And move your body the way it's designed to move. And with those three things, we can help ourselves live a much happier, productive and healthier life. Thank you for joining me. Hello and welcome back to the Stay Whole podcast. This is episode three. I wanted to give you guys a little bit of an introduction to myself uh, before today's podcast actually starts. Um, Just for those of that don't actually know me personally, won't know much about my background. So this would be a a good time to do that. I've currently I'm working as a uh, health coach for the NHS National Diabetes Prevention Program. Uh, that's a program that's been designed to help patients whose blood glucose levels are, are rising, and they're not quite yet at uh, they're not quite yet diabetic, uh, but they're what we call pre-diabetes. And the NHS has created this program to help those patients to lower their glucose levels uh, with the intervention of lifestyle uh, changes. So the program is very much about good nutrition, uh, increasing physical activity, uh, managing stress and getting better sleep. And it's a nine month long program and uh, it's, it's an excellent program. It's completely free to those who qualify and you basically qualify through your, for your blood test. If your blood test shows that you're in the pre-diabetic range, you come into the program and then uh, you might be unlucky enough to have, have someone like me as your coach and I'll take you through uh, what is uh, about nine months. So it's quite a substantial amount of time of coaching and that covers, as I said, nutrition, physical activity, stress and sleep. So that's what I'm currently doing at the moment. Um, before this, I've been a uh, reformer Pilates instructor, a personal trainer, uh, group exercise instructor. So that I've been doing for about 10 years or so, uh, maybe just a little bit more. But it's not always been the case. So this this has not always been my calling. I've never, I've not always been in this industry. Um, I, I, f- I realized a, a long time ago that this is what I really love to do. This is what I really enjoy. This is my passion. Um, I left a career working in the city as a headhunter, a recruitment consultant, um, which was great. I was there for, for a very long time. In fact, I started that job when I was, I think I was 17. Uh, I was still studying uh, my A-levels and it was a part-time job that I had. And I was working in the city. It was paying me really well. And it was you know, just some admin work at the time for this recruitment company. And I worked there and uh, when it came time to deciding what I wanted to do with my life, um, they actually offered me um, a, a job. Uh, it was well paid and at the time, you know, you're what, 18 and you're thinking, well, what do I want to do in my life? Do I want to go to university for three years and, you know, and uh, get drunk and, you know, study and, and enjoy myself? Or do I want to uh, work and earn money and enjoy myself that way? And, and I chose the latter. And I don't regret it. It was amazing. It was an amazing experience. I learned so much uh, about life. I I made really good friends, which I I still keep in touch with today. But after many, many years in that job, 
something was missing. Something wasn't quite right with my life. I wasn't, I wasn't being, I didn't feel satisfied. And, and I had, I had a very good job. I had really good income. I had money. I had a motorbike. I had a car. I could have everything, all the material things that, you know, I, I wanted at the time. Um, had a flat in London, but something was missing. And I wasn't quite getting the enjoyment of, of waking up every day and going to work. Um, and at some stage in my life, uh, I knew that that wasn't what I was going to be doing long term. So what I decided to do was I, I, I actually didn't really know at the time what that thing was that I wanted to do or why I was feeling this way. So I, I put it down to being in London because I'd live, I'd born and bred in London and uh, the weather in London, if you know, is not the, not the best for sort of nine months of the year. And th that was part of it. So I decided that maybe going abroad would be the answer and the solution. So I decided to go to Dubai uh, and uh, I went off to Dubai. I, I, again, worked in recruitment there, changed industry slightly. So uh, I was working in the banking and finance sector. Uh, I moved to sort of different uh, different industries when I was uh, in, in recruitment in Dubai. Um, and uh, again, the same the same feeling manifested itself, even though the, the climate was a lot better. I just wasn't happy in what I was doing. Um, and it was actually in Dubai where I realized that I really am passionate about health and fitness and helping people, um, but helping them to actually achieve something that is going to make a difference in their life. I think as a recruitment consultant, as a headhunter, uh, you are helping people find a new job. And that is obviously very, very rewarding and, and, and very satisfying. But it's not quite the same. It wasn't giving me the same satisfaction as I found when I was uh, just talking to people and helping them with you know exercise and, and fitness. Fitness has always been a part of my life. I've always been involved in it ever since I was a kid. In fact, my motivation to get into it in the first place was uh, being an overweight child, being bullied at school. And, and all, my, my biggest motivation was I just wanted to stop being bullied. There was nothing else. I didn't want to look a certain way. It wasn't about a six pack. It wasn't about getting girls. It was just I wanted to stop being bullied at school. And I got into sports. I got into healthy eating uh, or what I thought was healthy eating. And I got into exercise uh, when I was a teenager. And since then, it's always been a part of my life. And uh, yeah, when I was in Dubai, I took the plunge and qualified as a personal trainer. And it was literally, it was it was, a, it was one moment where I just said, I, I've got to do this now. I either take the, take the leap now or I never do it. And I decided to quit my job, a very, very well-paid job I had. And I started working as a personal trainer. Um, 10 years uh, in Dubai later, here I am back back in the UK. But whilst I was in Dubai, um, I actually uh, met my wife, uh, Anisha, who is uh, uh, who was in London. So I actually met her while I was on holiday. So I came back uh, on holiday one summer. Uh, in fact, it was just after I qualified as a personal trainer. I had a few months off because in the summer there, it's very, very quiet. Uh, it's very hot. People tend to go away for a long time. And I was starting my job in September. So around June, I came to, to the UK for a bit of a break. Uh, to see family and friends and that's where I met my wife Anisha um, and uh, she eventually um, moved out to Dubai and she found a job she's a clinical pharmacist and she worked uh, in a number of uh, places around Dubai and Abu Dhabi as a pharmacist um, and uh, yeah we had we had a great time we had a good life it was it was enjoyable uh, I was as I said working in, in an industry that I was passionate about teaching classes working with clients 
and life was good. Um, 2017 uh, rolls by, we, we have our first child. And uh, I, very quickly after that, I think we both realized that coming back to the UK was probably the best thing to do uh, for just for family reasons. Uh, I think having family around us was important for us at the time, uh, especially being new parents as well. So we uh, we decided to leave. And, and for me, it was 10 years. For Anisha, it was five years. Uh, it was a good run. And, um, and, and here we are. So somehow I actually managed to convince Anisha to join me on uh, as my very first guest on the Stay Whole podcast. Surprisingly, she didn't take too much convincing. She was up for it, uh, and she's not normally. Uh, she's. Uh, I wouldn't call her shy. Those that know her, she's definitely not shy. But I think if you shove the microphone or a camera in her face, you would definitely classify her shy. But yeah, she agreed to join me, and I thought that's brilliant. Um, it's good practice for me. I've not you know, not been used to interviewing people, although I'm used to speaking in front of you know 20, 30 people. But it's different when you're actually sitting down face to face and you're interviewing them. So it was good practice for me. And we talk about a lot of things. So you'll hear over the next uh, hour or so us talking about exercise, physical activity, setting goals, um, you know, over achieving goals. We talk a bit about parenting and healthy living. Um, so it's a, it's more of an organic conversation, but it's centered around um, her recent love for running. And it's quite a new thing that she started to do. So we kind of focus on that. We start with that. And a lot of it is on running, but it's not a running specific podcast. There's a lot to take from here. So hopefully um, there's some tips. We, we talk a bit about COVID-19 and being in this lockdown situation and certain things that we can do. And then we try to leave you with some practical tips at the end. What can I tell you about Anisha? Well, uh, she's an amazing wife, a mother, a daughter, granddaughter, sister, niece and friend. Uh, just speak to any of her immediate family or her good friends and they will tell you the virtues of this young woman. She's selfless, kind, loving, dedicated, extremely hardworking and always putting others before herself. Uh, for me, she's my rock. Uh, she and I met when I was emotionally at a very low point in my life, having just come off the back of a failed marriage. Uh, I just changed careers. Uh, I was unsure about what the future held. Financially, it wasn't it wasn't a good part of my life either. Uh, but she's always been there for me. She always is there for me. Um, and I feel very lucky and privileged uh, to have her in my life. Um, so I hope you enjoy it. Go easy on her uh, and me. It's our first time in this interview one-to-one -one situation. And uh, I hope you enjoy the podcast. Okay. So, this is weird. Why? Because we normally don't talk with headphones on and microphones stuck in our faces. Yeah, true. That is a bit awkward. Yeah. But anyway, um, we didn't know what we were going to talk about, but I think we should start with, with the landmark moment today. I thought we had loads to talk about. Uh, we have I mean, well, in well, general, we, well, we've we talked about loads of yeah, topics. Yeah, but people on the podcast don't necessarily want to hear us ramble. So, <laughs> I'm talking about interesting stuff. But let's talk about the landmark moment that happened today. Tell. My run. Your run. I know. When, what was what was significant about the run? Um, it's the furthest I've run in my life. Which was? 13 miles. 13.0. Well, one. One. 13.1. <laughs> Fist bump. Yeah, thanks. Half marathon. Half marathon. And how long did it take you to run a half marathon? 
Um, two hours and one second. Okay, that's not what I meant. But yeah, okay, that's important. So two hours <laughs> and one, so exactly two hours. Uh, how long have you been training or has it taken you to get up to running a distance of 13.1 miles, which, yes, is a half marathon. Half marathon is 26.2, so 13.1. Um, nine weeks. Nine weeks. Okay. Nine weeks. Obviously, I know that it was nine weeks, but nine weeks. So yeah. let's just explain to everyone what was what was your running like before nine weeks? So nine weeks ago, where are we today? So today's nearly the end of April. When did you start running? Do you remember? I know you've got it on your phone, but you can't get your phone now. Sometime in February. Sometime in February. Okay, so yeah. February this year. It's, just, it's nine weeks later, and you ran 13.1 miles. So what was your running like before February? There was no running. I haven't ran in genuinely, it's possibly three to four years. I have mm -hmm. not done a single run. No. So going None. from years, and it has been years, because when did we go running? What was it when we were in Dubai or Abu Dhabi? Didn't we go together a few times? It was when we lived in on the palm around the track. Remember the track that was outside? The small oh, one. I did a lot of running then. We did a yeah. lot of running then because we had a track on our doorstep. That was so when was 2015. that? 2015. It's now 2020. So that was five years ago. I don't remember yeah. after that, us ever going for runs. So I did used to run a lot there, actually. Yeah. I used to really like it. But what distances evenings. were you doing? Probably a mile. Yeah, it was... It was, it was <laughs> Maybe two. Yeah, max, it, was a, it, was, it was a fun run. It was a jog. That's what we used to... That's what you used no, to do. No, I used to do um, sort of 100 metres run and then, you know, Intervals. 20 squats yeah, oh, and okay. then run again. Okay, so you used and to then, do like a circuit, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you've never, you've never really been a runner, runner. Like. Oh, I'll tell you my biggest achievement prior to this date um, was a 10k as part of the triathlon oh, the, in uh, Abu Dhabi. Um, yes, for the, the team triathlon. Yeah. Yeah, okay, you did 10. I was the runner. Did you do 10? You did the whole 10K? I did the whole 10K, no training, um, just my normal sort of general fitness. And back then we were both strength training. Yeah, um, I remember that. Are you also, so you I also did, did 10K in an hour and 10 minutes, and right. I was not running prior to that. Okay, so yeah, that's right, you did do 10. And you also did that um, other one where they throw colour at you. Other... The colour on the 5K. Color run. That's right, that was the 5K. Yeah. yeah, around Yas Marina. Yeah. In fact, I never used to do any running then. Because you used to ask me to do those events and I was too interested in my strength training. And yeah, you never not, came And I me. never ran. And my <laughs> excuse was that I was teaching spin classes and that was my cardio. Yeah. And I didn't need to run. And I actually remember I didn't, never used to enjoy running then either. So I used to focus on strength training. I didn't training. either. And uh, and my spin class teaching. And that was it. It was pretty much all I did. And then, yeah. Okay. So enough about me. Um, okay, so yeah, so it's been four, four or five years since you've been seriously running. Last few years, not pretty much nothing. Uh, certainly nothing since Lily's been in our life, which is two, nearly three years now. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So what made you want to, in February, why suddenly, because I've been asking you for ages, come for a run, come I for know. a run. Like, you yeah, have, you've constantly. been annoying me. And I did, I've done all these events and <laughs> I got into running really seriously, got into, you know, I cycling. Just, I never, I was never interested in running at all. Um, yeah, genuinely, I have not had any interest in running. Okay, so I, why, why suddenly this February? What was it? What happened in February? Um, well, I've started my job at the Evelina Hospital um, six months ago, 
and it's my first job in London. Mm-hmm. And one of the best things about working in London is that you're around so many more active people. Okay. So um, I think my friend had signed up to the half marathon and then was casually talking about it at work. And others started talking about, oh, we should do it together kind of thing. Okay, so it was a group, um, group thing at work. Yeah, and yeah. I just thought, actually, you know what? Like, it'll give me some motivation to train for something. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to give, like, a really long sort of six-month deadline to get it done because um, I thought mentally I wouldn't be able to cope with having a target so far away. Okay. So I thought, oh, yeah, you know what? I can really push myself to try and do it within, I think it's four four months. So you signed, okay, so through work, you signed up or you decided as a group you wanted to run a half marathon. Was it was the distance decided then or? Yeah, the minute we talked about it, I signed up for it. Like yeah, but no, who, how, when minutes. did you decide the distance? Oh, well, she was doing the Hackney oh, half she was marathon already. Doing already. It. Okay. Yeah. All right, so, okay, so you signed up for it. And so this is February mm. and the race was supposed to be when? Uh, May 17th. May 17th, so just a few weeks away from now. And Three obviously weeks, yeah. that race has now been, been cancelled or postponed because of uh, yeah, COVID-19. Um, so why did you carry on running? Once the event got cancelled, what went through your mind? What was the thought process? Because this, this is someone that's not run for the last few years, didn't really have the motivation for it, even though you're living with someone who has been running a lot and has been involved in it, and you've not really had an interest in it, and then, and the only reason you in- got interested in it again was because of people around you at work, and it, you felt a bit, you got inspired, and that was that's great, uh, and then you got what a lot of people that I've come across in my career in the fitness industry would have would would call it, would think of as a as oh, it wasn't meant to be, you know, so COVID came, it cancelled your events. So everything that you've been planning was based on this one day, going out there and running 13.1 miles and training for that event, and then that got taken away. So what was going through your mind then? I was actually good at running, and I never knew I was a good runner, and I was achieving big, no, So, so big I'm miles. talking about when, when you found out that COVID-19 had cancelled your yeah event. that's what motivated that's what motivated me to keep going because i realized oh, okay. i'm actually a good runner okay and so i thought i still want to achieve my 13 mile goal right so uh, so during the training you discovered that actually running's it's okay it's not that bad it's enjoyable yeah, about a month ago i think okay. so yeah. you started to enjoy it and the fact that when your event got cancelled you didn't see that as a uh, get out of jail free oh I don't have to do the event anymore you know it's been cancelled it's taken out of my hands you decided that I want to keep doing this and regardless of the event you were pl- I think you were still planning on running the 13.1 miles on the day of the race is that right yeah I okay. was yeah. but I not doing it didn't even cross my mind right I've just thought about that yeah that's what I'm talking about yeah so that, yeah, that's what did at any that. point did you think oh, I'm not going to do it because it's been no. cancelled no okay well a lot of people that's weird say, well, that's what I'm saying. A lot of people would think of that as, a, as, oh, well, I just don't have to do it anymore. And you never thought of that. So that just goes to show somewhere in your, 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 how strong your mindset is. And I've said this to you loads of times about your mindset, and you don't really 
kind of don't take it in but it does take a certain type of person remember i work with these people for many many years and trying to get people motivated and and not using easy things like cancellations as excuses and i've heard heard them all you know so to have something inside you to say you know what i'm going to keep going and and it sounds like it was once you started running you actually enjoyed it right what what did you what 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 did you feel what was the experience what did you enjoy about running um, I kind of used it as my time to be mindful. Okay. I know mindfulness is a big topic that we can't really include today, but I find that I am free of thoughts when I run. And in the beginning, actually, I did have too many. Um, but as time went by, uh, my mind was just becoming clearer and then I started really enjoying it. And actually pushing myself to go a lot further than what my app told me to do or I had the intention you know for example to do six miles but I could easily achieve nine mm. and make the decision while I'm running to keep going and for me that mindset is I don't know it's different to what I'm used to okay. um, when it comes to exercise so um yeah, I was really motivated. So it just came from the, the mindset. You're just saying yeah. you felt the mindfulness aspect of running, you free of thoughts, calming, you know, uh, having having less thoughts running through your head or just having more clarity with your mm. thoughts. So it was that alone that kept you motivated to want to keep doing more. So it wasn't weight loss or it wasn't getting faster or it wasn't getting fitter. It was just you know what mentally this feels good i'm going to carry on doing it or was it uh, yeah i mean obviously um, i use it as a form of exercise because um one of the reasons why i wanted to do it was because the yoga that i choose most of the time i'm practicing ashtanga and it's two hours sometimes a class two and a half hours so i'm using my body weight to exercise using yoga in the most sort of intense form of yoga or what I think is the most intense form of yoga so I do get my sort of strength training from that definitely um I also use yoga as a form of you know mindfulness or meditation and try to do like you know one hour yin classes on a regular um so I was looking to do some form of endurance training and I used running as part of that sort of you know Mm. not exerting a lot of energy in a short space of time so that's important to, to note here as well you, you we said that you haven't been running for a few years but you've been doing yoga quite a lot that's something you've always done so yeah. i wouldn't you're certainly not an unfit person you've just never run okay well i i feel i'm still unfit i will not now oh well, we all um, we all can get better so you know we, all, we everyone can say mm. that but yeah yeah but is that yeah we wouldn't you may not be running all the time, but you were doing yoga. You're good strength. You weren't. You're not overweight. You know. You're. You've had a baby, but that's everything's fine. So, um, yeah. But the yoga's interesting because what? Well, I remember after maybe your first, second run, you after I think it was your second run, you came back and you told me how much faster you were. And what do you remember? What I said to you? What my answer was? Why you were faster? Yoga. Yeah, because you've been doing yoga for so long. Your body's strong, your joints are strong, your muscles are strong. So adding in this exercise, which you're not used to doing that often, like running, uh, and you started off with really small distances. Just tell everyone how, how was, what, what was it like at the beginning? How, what was the first distance? 
I did four miles, which four miles. was actually more than um, I expected to do. I went out running that day with zero intention as to how far to go. Mm. I just thought, let me try and see what I can do. Yeah. Um, and I managed four miles that okay. day. So you did four miles yeah. at the first one, which is which is quite a lot because it's more than five five k. So that that that's a quite a big jump. But it's not like you haven't run five k before. So mm-hmm. for you, running four miles may not physically your body's experienced it but the yoga the point about yoga so to come back to that is that um as you were getting faster and faster and you were getting you were really surprised i was like well you shouldn't be surprised your 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 frame is already strong you you were not carrying that excess weight so with a lot of people if they've never run before and they might they may or may not be overweight um the first few sessions of first few sessions running their body's getting used to the impact the joints are getting used to the pressure the muscles have to work harder um they're they're carrying extra weight so therefore you know the body has to lose that little bit of weight before they can get better and faster at running but because your body's already strong you're very flexible you know your flexibility is not a problem so, yeah. so your mechanics your, your biomechanics for doing something at running or, or, or already they're ready they're primed so adding something like running it's natural that you know you're going to be okay at it you're not going to be you're not going to suck at it you're going to be pretty decent i know but i i had no idea okay. I, yeah, I, was, I was completely clueless mm-hmm. because i just put too much pressure on myself when it comes to training and though I work hard with yoga I always feel like I'm not doing enough so that mentality then transferred into what I thought I had the capacity to do that day that I went out on the road Mm, I thought I'd get one and a half miles so you underestimated what what you could actually achieve and and you're surprised that your body was able to I'm still surprised today well I mean yeah nine weeks to 13.1 miles that's phenomenal that's really really impressive and but but you know you were surprised that your body was able to to not only run but run the distances and not feel the exert not feel the, the the tiredness or the the physical exertion as much as it did it's not saying it wasn't tiring but it wasn't as tiring or as hard as you thought it would be no and i did it without stopping apart mm. from one hill yes yeah so where i took a walk yeah um so yeah i really do surprise myself and i think that's one of the reasons why i keep doing it mm. But I think that for for other people out there, that the, the the first thing you said about running, which is for me, is a really important point, is the the mindfulness aspect of it. Just feeling that calm, whether you want to call it mindfulness or runners high, or you know, there's, there's lots of different phrases for it. But the fact is, it made you meant in your inside your head feel de-stressed and just felt good, and that was enough to motivate you to do it. And I think that's what I say to a lot of people when they are talking about starting running or starting to exercise. It's just once you experience the benefit of it mentally, physically, you know, physically it can take a long time. If someone's got a lot of weight to lose, it, two two training sessions is not going to do a great deal to their weight loss. However, what they will feel after two training sessions is mentally, hopefully after the session finishes, they feel that, oh, I feel quite good. You know, once the tiredness and the aching's kicked, you know, got worn away, that you get that dopamine rush and it makes you feel good. And that, should be enough to say hey i've never felt this way before this feels really good that should be enough to keep someone motivated and going but yet many fail but with you you were able to keep that motivation going and that again just shows that the drive is there that the 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 passion is there to want to do it and to want to reap the reward so 
um, yeah, you, you did underestimate yourself and you always underestimate yourself, but I think you shouldn't. And you should look at your lifestyle, the way you live your life, you know, the, the way we eat, which we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about in a moment, um, and the way we've always been involved in this environment of health and fitness and wellness. I mean, I mean, let's think back to how we met. What was, the, what was our first date? <laughs> we went for a run. We went for a run. Yeah, yeah. you were training for um, Kilimanjaro. Kilimanjaro. Yeah, you were training for Kilimanjaro. That's how we started talking. And my oh, personal trainer. So anyway, yeah, so our first, the next day, I think it was, or was it the next day? Well, a couple of days after that, anyway, we went, uh, yeah, we went for a run. So it's always, since I've met you, it's always been part of you, is, is that, 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 that wellness, that, that physical activity aspect of it, even though you don't yeah. consider yourself being that way. So yeah, so phenomenal achievement, thirteen point one in in nine weeks. So I want to talk, touch a bit more on how you figured out a way to thirteen point one. You know, what was it? Now it's all people may be saying, oh, you know, you're married to a personal trainer or someone was a personal trainer. Uh, I've not got involved in this at all. I haven't helped you with training plans or coaching or showing you, you know you should do this or do that i've not been i've not said a word you haven't even asked me which is fine um so what you haven't asked me uh which is fine uh so what how did you go about doing it i downloaded the oh actually no i already had it the nike app the yeah okay, app. so which nike app because there's a few apps isn't there it's, it's the running one the nike running one Let yeah me just nike see run if I can find it uh nike training oh, i haven't got it actually okay there's this is nike nike run or nike run yeah something like that okay so you had that so you downloaded, so you had the app, so what did you do then? So I um, I think my friend at work uses it, and so I downloaded it, and I realized it had a coach on there. So you can log how many runs you think you can do in a week um, or achieve in a week, mm-hmm. um, you know, what your current running levels are like, which I had put zero, um, and then you put the date of your half marathon and or whatever your goal is that you need to achieve and it brings up a training plan so I initially started using the training plan um, where I was meant to be doing sort of two to three uh, runs per week and one strength session one was a long run um, each week which sort of increased by one mile each week Mm -hmm. The, then there was a shorter sort of baseline run. I think you're supposed to use it as a target and you see how you improve using that consistently in the, whatever, 16 weeks I had planned. Yeah. Um, and then um, they always had sprints. Once a week you had to do sort of like... Right, so like a fast... Yeah, yeah faster paced sprints of... Well, no, they were about 800 meters and you'd have to do... Yeah, so it's speed work, yeah, so it's speed work, okay. So you had the app. So I had the app, and I initially used it, um, and I still log my runs using the Nike app, but I I couldn't achieve what they were expecting me to do. Okay, so what could you not, what, what was it they were expecting you to do, and why, what could you not achieve? So these four workouts a week. Oh, so doing four, was it four running three runs one strength okay, so three so the demand of three runs and one strength wasn't working for you it didn't work okay so what I what failed. did you do so you failed so you didn't you, okay so you didn't get do the prescribed. i got frustrated that i failed okay. i got frustrated that i couldn't keep up and that's part of an ongoing issue i guess i have with 
myself. I'm really harsh on myself. And I don't like it that I can't achieve goals and I can't understand why I can't do them. Okay. So what did you so, do, what did you decide to do then? Because I decided again, to go rogue. Okay. So again, this is just <laughs> this is another this is another place where I've seen a lot of people fail. Um, you know, they start a training program, whether it's been with me or with another trainer, or whether it's been on an app or they've purchased it online and it's been something something fancy. That they start doing the training program and then. You know, it's, it's that honeymoon phase. The first week is great. The second week might be good. And then it eventually just gets worse and worse. You fizzle out. You don't. You can't keep up with the runs. You start making excuses. And before you know it, you're so far off where you should be that people end up quitting. So, mm. again, something but inside you... that didn't you, happen to me. I because, know, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. something inside you, just exactly the point I was making earlier, told you that, A, you were frustrated that you couldn't stick with the plan and you'd set yourself a goal. We can talk about goal setting. But um, I, I was enjoying it, so I was frustrated that I couldn't... <laughs> Um, that I couldn't achieve the Nike app targets mm -hmm. even though I was actually enjoying what I was doing but what happened was um, I didn't want to do short runs I, I mentally I wanted to just keep going One, my challenge then became go rogue on the Nike app just record what you can if you can follow the plan, great if you fail the next week, who cares um, but, um, I wanted to run an extra mile each week up till 11 and I, I didn't read anything about this. I just was like, okay, fine. I'll just do 11. I know you're not meant to, um, run your half marathon target before you run cause you need to rest maybe a week or two prior, yeah. et cetera. So I thought I'll go up to 11 and then do shorter runs after that a couple of times a week and then go for the 13 miles so I had the plan of still continuing um, running till May 17th and because I was enjoying it and I was able to hold myself accountable for a minimum one long run a week and if I get an extra shorter run in and I, when I mean short I mean six to eight miles mm -hmm. then I'm happy in between I have to do yoga but I didn't set a target. I love setting targets, but I fail every time. Um, but my perception of failure is completely different to your perception because you keep telling me, you know, that I'm not failing, and it takes me a really long, re a really long time to realise that I'm well, not failing. I've not just run your, a half marathon. You're you're setting yourself a goal and you're not achieving it. So technically, that is failing to achieve your goal. But you frame it in a different way you frame it as this i frame it so negatively. you frame it really negatively that yeah. you haven't you've you've failed and you're useless that's the yeah it's that self-compassion again another topic that i've been talking a lot about recently we try to beat we beat we love to beat ourselves up all the time yeah and not celebrate actually what we have done i remember a couple of times you came back from your runs and you're like oh you know it was it was rubbish or well, the first time i went out for, for a run with you and you're like oh it was really slow and i was like listen we ran i think it was six miles or so I can't remember what it was it was yeah it was a good distance and you were like I was like why are you beating yourself you've just been on a really good run you've done something positive and yet you're still uh being negative about it and, and criticizing and sometimes it's in, you know a lot I'm sure a lot of professional athletes out there and I know they are they they, they are harsh on themselves and that's what's what strives them to become better than they are but it's not 
that's kind of not your mindset. And I'm not saying you're not haven't got that mindset. You've definitely got a driven mindset. But that's I think that's what it is. You've got a driven mindset, not only in your work when you're as a parent. I can see that you're very very driven, um, and that transpires to everything you do. So you want to do well. You want to be good. But yeah, you you, you ha- do have a tendency to say. So yeah, I'm not saying yet. Yeah, you technically you failed against your goals. But what I'm trying to say is, it's not like you failed and you just haven't done anything. So if you let's say you plan three to do three things, whatever those three things were, and you did it once, you would say, you would act as if you'd not done any at all. Do you know what I'm saying? So I'm, what my point is that something is better than nothing. I know, you keep telling me this. Yeah, that's... Just like I said, I didn't really want to go out for a run unless it was a long one, and you said, well, something is better than nothing. Just go out well, and do it. Yeah, because that day you were just like, I'm not going to go for a run because I... I don't I only want to go for a long run and I can't remember what it was like a long time or something was yeah and I said to you just go out and do it doing one mile is better than doing none even if you planned 10 I know so yes you failed because you planned 10 but you went out and did one and that's something to celebrate I think and those moments where you feel like and we all have those moments I have them all the time and and, and I'm sure everyone listening and, and has has had them as well we just don't feel like it no matter what it is and I, I love exercise and there are days when I don't want to exercise, even though I love it so much. So um, that's going to happen. But yeah, something is always better than nothing. But you act like you've just, you know, it's you, you've done nothing when you actually have done something. So you might have done lots of yoga and you don't you don't count that because it's something you've always done. I think you don't think of that yeah, as maybe. actually I'm helping, you know, yoga. If you, the days you're not running, yoga is your you know your recovery it's your you know strength and conditioning it's it's what a lot of runners and i've worked with you know uh, lots of runners and triathletes and, and all sorts of people they love yoga no it's the quite opposite quite the opposite they don't <laughs> they neglect the strength and training and that it's only yeah when we're at optimal fitness they will you know they were very good and i had that very holistic approach and they were involved with yoga but most you know most of the the runners and the cyclists and the, the swimmers they don't they don't do enough of the flexibility and strength and the conditioning work. They focus solely on their sport. But I think because you, when you're doing it, you have to see it as, as I'm doing this to aid my running, uh, to make yeah, me I a do. better runner. Um, um, I've um, noticed I've become a lot um, longer, taller. I feel like your posture's my better. posture's changed mm. a lot. And I found a few new stretches for my psoas, so I feel a lot taller, which has been really amazing. Mm. Okay, so we were, we were talking about the app where we went off topic wildly. So let's get back to that. <laughs> um, you see, you stopped following the Nike for three runs and one strength a week. And you just started. So what you did just to cut back on track is you were doing one only one long run a week. Yeah. And a lo- aside that, you were doing yoga pretty much every day on and off. Yeah. Some, um, some yeah. form of yoga. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So one long run a week. And then you started increasing your long run by one mile each week. Yeah. And here you are today, having done thirteen point one, and that's not a know. You know, increase. Once well, you, we what? didn't, we didn't plan to go out for a half marathon, did we? Okay, so that's an interesting <laughs> point as well. I forgot about that totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, we haven't planned. We 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 no. analyzed this morning how far it would be. Okay, and we, so we made we some really was... we made some really schoolboy errors this morning. I don't know where it was the coffee or something, but yeah, okay, so we mapped out a run. You said it was about twelve or eleven and a half. Yeah, but that, it was in Colo- So what happened yeah, is but you, since since coming you didn't back. Realize. Okay, let me explain because people are going to think I'm really thick otherwise. Okay, so uh, 
for the last 10 years, I've been working in kilometers because we've been living in the UAE and it's all metric there. So I've been working in kilometers, kilograms. That's been that's been my life. And especially when you're running and cycling, you know, you know your 10Ks, your 5Ks, your, you know, all the other 42Ks, a marathon and 21 and half. So when I and I switched my watch, my Garmin over only since I started running with you, because I remember the first time we went out for a run. And you're like, how far did we go? And I was telling you in kilometers, you're like, well, that doesn't make sense to me. And I was like, oh, right, okay. <laughs> so, uh, so to help, so, you know, and also we're, we're in miles here. So I thought, okay, it's about time I switched it over two years later. So I switched my watch back to miles. But, so I've been running in miles now, getting used to the paces in miles. On my laptop, on one of the apps I used, the map, my run apps, I think my profile had still kept it as kilometers. So when I punched in the when I when I mapped our run out, it came up as twelve point seven, and I thought, oh, twelve point seven miles, that's phenomenal. We can do that, because when I looked at the run, it was quite doable. But anyway, it was in it was in kilometers, not miles. Yeah. So anyway, so we didn't plan to go out for a thirteen point one today. What was the plan? We had plans to run because I no, remember we, we said we it earlier. No, we had a plan to do sort of ten or eleven. 10 or 11, yeah, because we yeah. did 10 last week, right? You did 10 last yeah. week. You did 10 last week. Okay, so you did 10 last week, so today was an 11. Mm, but I was not in the mood to go out this morning. Why were you not in the mood to go out this morning? I was very slow this morning and really tired. I don't know if I... I thought I slept, but I woke up and felt awful, and I had really bad back pain. I don't yeah, know you, if I slept were... in one position, and I just got so stiff, and... I didn't stretch that much um, over the weekend because I was spending it with Lily. Okay, so yeah, so you woke up, weren't feeling too great. Uh, I was up for going out for a run, and the day it was quite a nice day anyway. So yeah, and we so had agreed. Yeah, we'd already planned it. We already said I held yeah, myself accountable. Yeah, and we have this little routine. I don't know. Monday, we've done it a couple the last Monday as well. We went, didn't we? It was last Monday. Yeah. yeah. So we have we started this routine of me dropping Liliana. I'll stop off at the petrol station on the way home. They have the Costa machine there, and I've stopped drinking coffee, but it's my once a week treat to having a cup of coffee. I'll bring a coffee home. We'll have a coffee, watch the news, catch up on you know COVID nineteen, what's going on. <laughs> And then, so this is what, 7.30 I drop her, so this is like 8 o'clock, we're watching the news, and like 8.30 we go out for our run, that's roughly about it, right? And so, get really excited about what we're going to have for lunch. And then, yeah, we get really excited <laughs> about what we're going to have for lunch. So, yeah, so that's that That transpired this morning, we just went out for the run, and then, um, then what happened? Why did we decide to run the extra two miles? You decided to take a left turn unexpectedly and scare me as to how far we were really going and I had to just roll with it without speaking to you. Okay. Yeah, so it was my fault a little bit, but I wasn't <laughs> <laughs> Well, we were so we were almost home. And I've got this thing now where I'm I I'm making it out like it was your fault. It wasn't actually because when we started running, no. I thought you know what, if we're going to go 11 and a half miles, of course let's just go to 13. There's no point just doing 11 and a half. So about <laughs> not <five>. everyone <laughs> thinks like that no but i just thought um about one mile in i was like no of course we're gonna go all the way okay. but and i had this plan that once we got back home however far it was that i would just keep going and just ask you to come with me on my 13 mile challenge to do your extra yeah. to do the extra okay. but you decided to go rogue without communicating with me on the road. Apart from the and hand signals. Took... What was that? Well, my hand signals are my communication. I know, but normally I'm not even looking to see what <laughs> you're true. doing. Yeah. Just 
too in tune with what I'm yeah. doing. Okay, so, so let, you go let, rogue, let me, and then let me tell okay, the listeners how your rogue road was a hill yeah, for quite about two miles. Yeah, it was it was steep. Yeah, it was, it was steep, and it was about two miles. And it was two miles. It was a single track country <laughs> country lane. Uh, it was. I was just like, and at one point I turned around to see where you were because I was trying to keep up like stay with you but some places some parts I did go ahead and when I turned around I could see the view and I realized how high we were and I actually wanted to stop and take a photo but I was like no I need to keep running but yeah uh-huh. it was it was it was steep okay so so what happened was as we were going round, I don't know I felt, again I the last couple of times I've been on that Monday run I felt quite good and I I think it's the caffeine I'm not you know because I've stopped drinking coffee I drink decaf only now um, as you know, and I, I and recently I've started having one coffee a week, and the last week was the first time we had it. Actually, yeah. the first time I had a coffee, I thought, oh, you know what, I'm gonna treat myself to a coffee and then go for a run, and I just felt invincible last week. Last week was I also thought, yeah, I felt I could have gone on for an extra few miles. We did okay. ten, and I thought I could have done a couple more here. Um, and today we were nearly home, and I was like, oh my god, it's nearly over. I'm really enjoying myself, and I thought, well let's just extend this run so rather than and this is my a little bit my ocd is it rather than running past home and then finding another way to run let's just go off track you don't like being spontaneous and find an alternative. no what it is is and we're going to talk about this next actually is i don't okay so let's just talk about it now um <laughs> so we normally run along the canal so we have a, we live so we live on the Grand Union Canal. We live we've got the canal right. It's beautiful. I love it. It's it's it's, it's wonderful. Um, but the problem. Okay, let me tell the the listener. The problem with the canal at the moment with this social distancing, is that when there are other users of the canal, which at the moment because everyone's around and the weather is nice, there are a lot of other users of the canal. It's quite hard when you're running or cycling not to be selfish because you don't really want to be the person to stop and give way to other people dog walkers walkers cyclists people people parents with their prams and i really don't want to be that guy who just doesn't give way and just keeps going i'm I don't, i'm not that rude believe it or not um so <laughs> um so running on the canal for me is really annoying at the moment for for that reason secondly the second reason i don't like running on the canal uh, as much as i do love running in the canal but the other reason i don't like running on the canal is because i don't like running where you run to a certain point and then you turn around and you run the exact same route back. That really, really bores me inside. I prefer to run a loop so that you start and then you don't see the same thing until you get back to your start point. I know, I just, I love going in a straight line and turning around. Yeah, I know. Yes, you like, you love the, go go to, I like to go in a straight line. Go to point A and then come back yeah the same way i don't like that so when we were running today i thought i don't want to uh run past home and then go to another point and then come back so i just took a left and it was uh i, I knew i knew the route i was going to run i was like oh, okay i know where this road goes i remember it being a country lane i don't remember it being that steep because the only time i've come down that road is from the other end that we were getting going towards and we came down but in a car and because it's such a slow single track road i don't remember it being maybe you don't notice i didn't notice the hill 
but yeah, it was steep. So anyway, we took, a, we took a left and that added on the extra two miles that we needed to make up the 13. Um, so that's why we ended up doing 13.1 uh, today. Uh, uh, but it was all right. Yeah, it was good. It was fun. The hill was tough. But once yeah. you got to the top of the hill, then it was pretty much downhill because we had to come back down, right? Because that's... Yeah, I mean... We live in this kind of weird up, valley. You go up and down, don't you? Yeah. But actually, um, at first I was a bit annoyed that I didn't know where I was going or how far I was going from a mental perspective because I like to run in a straight line and go to one <laughs> position, turn around and be That's really... so dull. Ex- no, but when you get to that halfway point, no. It's like, yes. It's so dull. You just, All you have to do is just keep running to get back home. But like, you just keep running to get back home when you're doing a loop as well. No, but the sensation's different in your mind. No, that's, that's so like good. the... Uh, it's the, like a countdown. The when, we, when I first moved to Dubai, the Dubai Marathon was exactly that. You'd run all the way to like Burj Al Arab or wherever it was and then turn around and go back. And I remember even the professional marathon runners at the time were complaining that it's they didn't they didn't like that whereas a lot of mar- you know mar- organized city marathons are are loops so uh, but yeah I remember that in Dubai but as well. But I think well. um, when you start out running, you need it mentally to. Sort I think of everyone's know. different. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, maybe you're right. Because if you know but where you're running, if you know I'm gonna, week, if you're going to run around the block, that's how people, most people. That's yeah. how I started. I remember when I was a kid. Last, run around the block. You run around the block. It's easy. Mm, last week was the first time that we tried the loop together. Yeah, because before cringing. that we went, we went on the canal. Well, yeah. that time you went rogue. <laughs> we, yeah, that time I added on. You just added on, didn't say anything. Yeah, you like but, going rogue. Well, I was doing it for you. <laughs> I was doing it for me, really. But uh, yeah, but mentally it's challenging yeah. to then just have. Yeah, to but add I know, on. I know you won't give up though. That's why. Of course, I, I know won't. you're not going to be. If I say to you, if I turn and I say we're going this way, or I just signal that we're going this way, and I go that way, I know you're not going to be like. A, I know you're not going to get annoyed with by saying, "Oh, why did you do that?" and just be be all moany about it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and B, I'm just like, I know, event at some point you're going to turn around and go, "Oh, thanks for doing that. I really." And you did, and you did appreciate it, and because it motivated you. So yeah, it I mean, does sometimes. I'm, I'm a, I'm a personal trainer by nature. What can I do? I can't help but push people. So um, I don't, um, I don't apologise for that. I, I don't, I, yeah. No, I, I got annoyed for about three or four seconds. Oh, did you? I thought you. I, mean, I thought you got no, more. I thought annoyed. you were annoyed at the hill. Maybe when you when you had to stop. No, and I wasn't really annoyed at you. It was just I was annoyed that you weren't in control. I weren't. I wasn't in control yeah. of where we were going, how far, and I already, you know, when when we reached Lily's nursery. It's so easy for me to yeah, get home. So, you know, we were passing our um, landmarks and then you decide <laughs> to take a left. And I just think to get back home, if we take this left, it's another four to five miles extra um, rather than going, you know, two miles just to get home from Lily's nursery. But then you wouldn't have done 13.1 today. I know. Still can't believe it. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, so the reason we, we did that was, was was my fault. I went a bit. Uh, the caffeine. Well, it's not really a fault, is yeah, it? Well, it was because of me. But well, the, I, I used was... I used dates today, which was weird. Oh cause... yeah. So yeah, yeah. So this morning got... you woke up feeling like crap. Your back was hurting. You yeah, we didn't. And we don't normally. Me. And we don't. I don't. No, I don't. And normally I never eat breakfast before I go for a run if it's a morning run, which is, has been very recently. Um, I like to train. I like to do cardio fasted. It just it just suits me. I'm not saying it's the only way. I'm not saying it's the best way. 
Uh, it just suits me not having eaten. And we didn't. And we. Oh, I think we had dinner. I think we stopped eating last night at um, six thirty. Yeah. Uh, so six thirty, which is quite early even for us, and we normally about seven ish. But six thirty, and then yeah, we we went out for a run about eight thirty. So we'd already been fasting for what. 12 14 hours by that yeah. point um and because you weren't feeling great uh you said oh should we eat and i was like no hell i'm definitely not eating because i know a i'd get a stitch and it just wouldn't work for me so i suggested oh, let's take a couple of dates um mm. with us so yeah i had a couple of dates and then that's you, know, you had both of them didn't you during the run i don't yeah. know if that helped you or well the first one i don't think i noticed um much because i probably didn't need it mm. it was a mental thing um and then and because you offered it to me and it just sounded so tasty too because <laughs> i love dates um but the second one which was close to the end where i just told you i'm really hungry now um i think it boosted me because i started running really fast that's really weird i've never felt hungry on a run i'm starving i've never so hungry i have felt hungry when i've been cycling when I used to go on I'm the Alcatra track. I, yeah, I, when you said you're hungry, Forget I'm like, running. how are you even I'm got time to think about food right now? I know, but I, I eat so much. I get thirsty. I get thirsty when I'm running. I never get hungry. Um, no, I don't really get thirsty. Yeah, because I was thinking when we passed the Bedman stores, you know, the shop that we went to, as we passed there, I was really thirsty at that point. I thought, oh, I wonder if I should stop and get a, get some just get some water, just a quick bottle of water. But then I just thought, no, that's going to really ruin the flow. Um, but yeah, I get thirsty. But anyway, you were hungry, so yes, yeah, so you had a couple of dates so that might have kept you going. But look, we did it. It was good. Amazing. Actually, doing it fasted, it works, and I know yeah. it works. So, so that was the other thing I wanted to talk about is the morning. So, uh, I like to run. I like, in fact, I like to do all my exercise in the morning. And I know you're very similar. We were just talking about that, weren't you? Weren't we? So I know it really upsets me that I can't do exercise in the evening. That's again what I can't negative is the attitude. wrong. It's not the wrong way. Okay, again, here you go. Can't is not the, <laughs> the, the not the right word. Here. It's just you just prefer not to. I find it difficult. Yeah, cause it's, I don't know. We're just tired in the evening, and I don't feel like. Even I don't really, and I have recently been, or before the lockdown, I was doing like Pilates and classes like that. I was trying to go and go in the evenings, but it's difficult. I, I, I find if I can't get my training or my exercise done in the morning, it's 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 hard. Um, I just think um, at the moment, work is very emotional. So yeah, I feel really drained when I get home because I'm genuinely tired. My route to work is different because I'm now driving to an underground station because my overground trains are unreliable. Um, and then getting on the underground. So I feel like sh- I'm just tired from yeah. a change of routine. We should just point out your work is really stressful because you're working for the NHS and there's obviously the COVID-19 pandemic going on. You're working in the Central London Hospital. I mean, that's something we could talk about another time, but people yeah. might not understand. Yeah, so you're, you know, it's, it's a crazy time at the moment. Uh, work is flat out so yeah that's understanding that that can be that can be hard but yeah mornings I, I for me it just it's a good kick start to the day it makes me feel good i feel like i've got more energy in the morning i like to go fasted it just you know boosts the fat burning you know benefits of being or fasting overnight which everyone does i hope mm-hmm. um so for me yeah morning is is always is always good and i know you're the same um I, i'm yeah. happy to do i can do like yoga and stretchy type stuff in the evening and you, we often sit in front of the tv and yeah. and we'll do we'll, we'll be stretching or on the foam rower or something like that but yeah actual intense physical activity i just yeah morning is well i did 
I, I was doing Ashtanga in the evenings um, simply because the morning classes I'd be at work um, and though you're meant to do Ashtanga in the morning I mean it's the most energising form of exercise, exercise I've ever experienced mm. I mean it's sometimes two hours, 15 minutes and I am so alive mm. after doing intense physical activity for that long um so doing it in the evenings i was then struggling to get to sleep because yeah, i just had too much energy yeah I, I find it i struggle to sleep if i've if i've trained in the evening or afternoon it's it affects my sleep it just wakes me up it just makes me just go it's just go time for me it's like right go seize the day and if i've I been done it in we the always evening. end up doing so much when we exercise i mean after we we always clean the house do the laundry mm -hmm. make three meals you know organize like what we need to do yeah we, we're now recording a podcast as well when we would be sitting down watching father i'd be asleep well, now yeah by this point you definitely <laughs> sleep. but um yeah uh so yeah mornings is, is is a time for us but you know you look uh, for other for people out there go whenever you've got the time i think at the moment uh, i've got the luxury of, of working from home and you know, having uh, most of my mornings off so i can do my exercise and it's great uh for you uh, waking up early, earlier than we're already waking up is, is tough but you know um so you're doing what you can and today you're you had a day off which is a weekday today it's monday yeah. so we had to drop lily off to nursery and because of your work for the nhs we can still send her which is great um so we're using our i think the key thing is we're trying to use our time really well and i'm certainly trying to do that during the day and i think uh, a lot of people at the moment have are finding themselves with a lot more time but i'm afraid that they're not putting that time to good use and they're certainly neglecting uh, physical activity um, which gravely concerns me because it's all good and well that we're you know we're staying home we, we're meant to stay home and everyone stay home it's keep it you know protect yourself and protect others but um, by not staying active and and people eating more or eating the same let's say and then not moving around as much we're going to get a lot more overweight people and more people with type 2 diabetes and heart disease and all these things and i'm concerned that's going to be a problem post you know covid for, for for decades to come it could be could be a concern so uh, using time is a key thing and just and also getting it out of the way early you talked about the mindfulness aspect of, of running or any kind of exercise for that matter if it makes you feel good first thing in the morning the rest of the day generally tends to be good and that sounds yeah. crazy to say it but it does doesn't it yeah it does i mean today i listened to a podcast while i was running mm. And it was with uh, Rongan Chatterjee. I love that guy. Yeah. Um, doctor in the house. So um, listening to him is so easy. I My mind is just focused on what he's saying and I don't think about running at all. And I don't feel any pain from yeah. the running. Yeah. Um, so it's my new thing because I used to listen to a lot of music, mainly Milky Chance because I love that guy okay. too. Um, so today he had this guest, um, who's written the book, um, Tiny Habits, mm -hmm. and, um, he talked about how you create habits, what people think create habits, um, you know, there's some concepts about doing the same thing for 21 days and it will create a habit, Yeah. but, um, he said everything that people talk about doesn't make sense the reason why habits are formed um is because they're linked to an emotion 
and people form good habits when they take pleasure in doing something. Yeah. So um, it made me think while I was run running um, that I genuinely now have a lot of pleasure with the feeling of running, the sensation I get, um, the positivity I feel, how energized I am. You know, I feel like I'm doing something good for my body. Um, and COVID-19 has kind of, in a strange way, helped me to get there because oh. my routine has just been turned upside down. Yeah, and my focus has been the half marathon. Yeah, I don't think you're alone in that, in that this COVID-19 epidemic has put a lot of things into perspective. I think just valuing a lot of the things, but for a lot of people just, yeah, realizing and appreciating health and, and, and mm. yeah, I mean, God, how but many, how many people do we see out running? It's so crazy. Many. I mean, at the moment. We saw that old guy today. Oh, he was amazing. God, he was so cute. He was amazing. He must have been about uh, 80. And he was smiling and he was so happy yeah, on the road. And him. it just, I saw you got really boosted. Yeah, I got really, got so I never excited. get excited when I see people. But, but in was, our area, there is a lot of older runners. I've seen a couple lots, of ladies lots. that. Definitely. Yeah, I, I'm so inspired. I'm, I'm inspired. I mean, yeah. I'm so. It makes me feel so good to see, finally, just more and more people out there than 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 I have ever have seen. And maybe all these people have always been running. I don't think that's the case. I think people are now appreciating the fact that they are allowed to go out once I a know. day to do exercise, and they're actually doing it. They're I've actually, seen so many families cycling. cycling. Everyone's Ooh, got a bike. Seen kids running with so their parents good, and yeah. kids cycling with their parents. And um, I mean, we've been doing park workouts with Lily. Yeah, so we'll talk about that in a second. But yeah, so we've doing park workouts, taking her out as well. But um, but game about the the running and just seeing people get out there and just get after it is, is amazing and I'm so happy to see that and and you just to finish on what you're talking about habits what you were saying is that the, the act of running and the enjoyment of running is is what's going to eventually help you to make running a helpful habit for you because yeah. of the benefits of this gentleman that you were referring to he was talking about um how habits are linked to emotions right that's what we were saying yeah. yeah so the emotional feeling of feeling good that's going to help you form a good habit and I think that applies that's, I, quite, that's so I, true yeah I believed it so I applied it to <coughs> myself to see if I'm doing anything which I take pleasure in and I realized while I was running that that running is one of them and yeah. I thought oh my god I've I've actually created a habit yeah um so now I need to sit down and think about other things I take pleasure in. And I use my time running to try and find ideas. That's best. how clear my mind was. The best. That's the most. I was like, oh, shall I? Oh, let me think of some ideas. So his idea was, <laughs> and he's been doing it for seven years, is to do two push-ups every time you go to the toilet in your house. And he Love does it. it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. He's noticed all these changes in his physique, and now he can do you know, 50 push-ups in a row when he hasn't done any anything yeah. else. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking, um, I mean, they said you could meditate for one minute while you wait for the kettle to boil. Yeah. So I thought, oh, I could do that in the morning because I always drink my coffee and everyone else is sleeping. So it's kind of my time to be by yeah. myself, even if it's one minute. So I thought I'd try that. So, But I'm not sure I'd take pleasure out of that. Yeah, that's what but I was it's, trying to question. It's just the the habits. You, you're talking about habits, and I think what what that highlights with the push up thing and the the, the meditating while your kettle's boiling thing is interesting because that what that highlights to me is something that 
I think is really, really true is that we often overestimate what we can achieve in a week, but we underestimate what you can achieve in a year. Now, let's come back to your Nike training app. That's a perfect example. So that was telling you to do uh, three runs a week and one strength and conditioning workout a week. Now, when you first signed up for that and you saw that written down, three runs and one strength and conditioning. Did I you thought it was achievable. You thought it was achievable, right? Yeah. And that's a week, right? This is it. So yeah. you thought, oh, three runs a week, one strength workout. I didn't even achieve it in the first week. Okay. It just goes to show, and I see yeah. this every week with my sessions and my groups where people say, you know, what are you going to do for a week? Oh, I'm going to do run every, walk every day. I'm going to eat vegetables this many. And, and we end up failing in the simplest of things in one week. However, doing something over a small, very small, something very small every day. I just calculated now, two push-ups every time he goes to the toilet. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's, I've just averaged, let's say you go to the toilet three times a day. You probably minimum. go more, minimum, yeah, you probably go more. Um, and he didn't say whether it was number ones or number twos, it was just go to the toilet. <laughs> Does he have to actually use the toilet or is it like if he went to wash his hands? Mm-hmm. Just to use the toilet. Okay, so if you're doing a number one so or a number specific. two. Well, I'd like to know the rules. <laughs> what's the parameters here? I'd, you know. Okay, so you have to use the toilet doing a number one or a number two or both. Um, so let's say you go three times a day. That's six push-ups. Times that by 365. That's 2,190 push-ups in a year. Yeah, now, good. do you think that if you did 2,190 extra push-ups in a year, do you think that's going Im- to impact your health and fitness or your strength? It does. Of course it is. It's 2,190 push-ups. This is what I'm trying to say. I know everything that you're saying is making sense. And I know because I keep failing these goals that I keep trying to achieve. But Minus weight, minus the fact that I have achieved my target of half marathon three weeks prior to the actual day I had intended. This is the weird thing. I have achieved the goal in a way that worked for me but not what I had originally intended so I signed up for the app and it didn't work and I and I try this with yoga I love Ashley Galvin's classes and her program is five days in a row workouts two days off every week I've tried that maybe genuinely about six times and I failed every single time and in my head I've got this idea that doing a five-minute workout a day is just, it's not enough for me. But then today in the podcast, um, Rongan told us about a patient. He came to his GP surgery and agreed himself that he would do 40 minutes of strength training three times a week or 30 minutes. So, you know, go to the gym and do three workouts a week, strength training. A month later, he comes back to the clinic and he hasn't been once in mm. that whole month. So Rongan turned it around and said, I want you to do, he actually took his coat off in the GP surgery, showed him the exercises that he needs to do five minutes a day, um, twice a week. So obviously. Um, five minutes a day, twice a week. Yeah, just five minutes on a Monday and Friday, for example. That's, That's not five it. minutes a day then, is it? Five minutes in the whole day of 24 hours. Just okay, five, five minutes minute exercise twice a twice week. week. Okay, that yeah. makes more sense. Okay. So um, he went home and he did it and he came back to the clinic saying, oh yeah, it made me feel really good. Yeah. Um, then he goes off again yeah. and he ends up doing five, um, five, 10, 15 minutes every day of the week. Yeah. 
that this is and this he is something it. and when you look at the weekly um minutes that he's exercising he smashed his original target yeah, of mean... the three workouts going to the gym so it then made me realize small small, small goals small goals small steps yeah it was small a really steps. good podcast yeah. basically small steps we talk about this in our programs setting setting unrealistic goals and we use the smart goals and you know it's the acronym um but setting unrealistic goals just leads to failure but small things and this is something i've been trying to drum into people that are not active you know you talked about when you yeah, boiling the kettle i mean most people drink the hot drinks you know multiple times a day and especially now when they're at home and as you said it's a couple of minutes for your kettle to boil i think i've said to um to someone before you know well flick the kettle on go up your stairs and come back down again <laughs> i mean why just because because you're standing there or you're sitting yeah. there waiting for your kettle to boil do something do some squats while your kettle's boiling do some do some marching on the spot while your kettle's boiling you know? and people just think oh what's the point that's not going to do anything but if you're boiling your kettle three times a day and that's a, that's then you multiply that by 365 in a year that's a lot of extra activity that you've accumulated there's a lot of extra calories you've burned it just makes a huge difference and then the the physiological and the psychological differences to that are going to be huge as well which i don't know how to measure those i'm sure there's a way but it just people don't un- realize the the benefits or the the they just think oh what's the point it's all it's all or nothing culture which i really don't i mean i'm a very much an all or nothing guy in that say in the way that i like to train and eat and all these things however but but a lot of people think like that when it comes to things like physical activity and 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 healthy eating it doesn't have to be that way because the important thing is you may think it's it's nothing to begin with but when you start doing it like just like you you started running you did your three four miles and now you've done 13.1 and we'll talk about what we're going to do next but that's now that 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 idea that seed has now germinated into a plant and then it's this and that can only start with a very small step and those small steps will, will add up yeah. even if that's all you carry on doing it's okay i mean we know people you know um they don't exercise and there are people in our families that just they just don't want to move they don't want to do any exercise they don't want to go for walks they've got gardens they've got staircases and they don't do anything and now they're certainly not going to be doing anything and it's it's going to be very detrimental to the health and it doesn't and, and i think and i've spoken to a lot of these people it's like oh well you know it's too late now what's the point you know i can't go out it's again it's just full of excuses and i'm like it doesn't have to be that big you know just using the staircase in your house you know, going up and down there a couple of extra times a day is is gonna is gonna do a lot over time. But um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, but yeah, those small those small changes I think are, are huge. And I think overestimating what we're doing in a year is foolish because you can achieve a lot in a year. You've achieved yeah. a lot. Just look at yourself. You've achieved the you know a lot within these nine weeks. Um, it's 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 not impossible. It's yeah. it's really simple. I mean, you go to think. I think people try to overcomplicate it. I know I wrote a blog last week to work because I was thinking about a lot of people who've got families who are stuck at home and I made the suggestion of doing park workouts and mm. I actually gave recommendations to people. I mean, even if you're a family of four, you could do two teams and like compete against each other and the kids yeah. would really enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, we did that yeah. park workout well, and we, we really yeah. enjoyed it. So what did we, what, what did, what did we do? We just, there's a park. hundred meter run. Yeah um 20 squats 100 meter run 20 um dips from the bench and 100 meter run 
and twenty push-ups, and then we yeah. made it into a pyramid. And that was just that was just on the on the fly as well. That was just the one day we went, and the second time we did it together. The first time we did it on my own, didn't I? Yeah. And we went to the park, and you were playing with Lily in the on the, on the grass, and I thought, oh, there's a bench here, there's a flat bit of grass, so I'll just do a quick workout. So I just mm. made up this workout, and it was literally a run to the end and back. That was about hundred meters, and then I'd just do. And I started doing some squats, push-ups, and dips, and yeah. and that was you know, and then we came back and did it together. But it wasn't, and it took us what it was, we timed it, didn't we? I thought, thirty-five minutes. Was it thirty-five minutes? Yes, yeah, so it's about half an hour. If you, and we carried Lily. Well, on yeah, we were, yeah. So we were <laughs> in between on our hundred meter run, she'd try and run with us, which was great. But then she'd want to be carried, and we'd carry over the extra, and that was hard. Actually, I was yeah. surprised how heavy, how hard it was to. I don't know how much she weighs. How much is 13 she? Thirteen kilos. Thirteen. Yeah, that's not that much. I mean, I used, but it's just the awkward weight, isn't like it? That. Well, it's an awkward weight. That's why it's an awkward shape. Um, yeah, if she was in a weighted vest, it would be different. But yeah, anyway, so we'd carry her and pick her up and run with her. And um, but yeah, for that, so yeah, so do, that was a simple thing to do. It's just a little part workout. But you can do that at home. You can do it anywhere. I mean, there's just yeah. another good thing about the moment is so much people offering things for free. You know that they will charge for. You got this Joe Wicks, you know, PE yeah. thing in the morning, which I know a lot of kids and parents and mums are following. It's great. Um, but there's lots of free stuff out there, and it's very very good to see that and people are actually enjoying and engaging and again when we're at the park we've seen other people and other families um, Quite a few. doing things but yeah it doesn't you can do lots of things make it fun for the kids i mean lily enjoyed that day because she was like, oh mommy and daddy are doing some crazy you know uh, exercise and she's like oh, i want to join in and she, she yeah, didn't she really did she didn't, I mean, she's two she didn't really do the, the, the workout and we didn't make her we just she just did what she wanted to and joined in when she wanted to and, and she enjoyed it and i think just for her uh, it's important for kids right now as well especially if I mean, we'll, we'll, this is a huge topic. We'll talk about this. I'm sure another time we're going to go into a separate podcast about parenting, but and how to be healthy parents and you know all that stuff. But I think, and I've learned this, especially you know since uh, Lily's been in our lives, is that kids learn from they 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 copy their parents. You know, and I think everyone knows that. And if you're sat there, if you're a parent uh, who maybe has is used to being physically active, but you're child doesn't see it so maybe you go to the gym mm. and your child's at home or at school and you might be doing that all the time but the, the child doesn't see that then it's going to be hard for that child to to um to maybe understand or know that's what you're doing i think now if you're spending if you've got more time with your child it's a great opportunity to yeah. get them involved and show them th these things and i think from for me it's just important whether she does it or not or whether she wants to just sit there and pick flowers which is what she loves to do at the moment in the parks mm. um you know the daisies and the the, the wheat the, are they weeds i don't know what they are just keep growing on the grass aren't they but anyway <laughs> um but she's just seeing us doing it she's seeing us running and exercise she sees the yoga we're always doing yoga at home you always always she uh, yoga, yoga mat she loves it she loves getting on the mat and she just does Annoying some things me. so she's just it's <laughs> just you know i don't know i i don't know if there's any science to this but in my it's just i'm thinking some form of osmosis and food diffusion it will kind of sink and seep into her and she might um and she, i mean but exercise is part of our lifestyle and as a parent i think it's important that we teach our children those habits like every saturday yeah we take her for a bike ride and then we go to the coffee shop together well, we and to, yeah. yeah before yeah. coronavirus yeah. um and it was our saturday oh and have pancakes my pancakes so it was our saturday routine yes yeah, so we'd have pancakes um, we'd have pancakes in the morning 
um, straight after pancakes. Go for a go bike for ride. a bike ride. It didn't matter about the weather. We used to just go out, yeah. even if it was cold, wrap up warm, and go to the bike ride uh, along the canal up towards the high street, which is another big hill for her anyway. And she used to get up this hill on her little uh, balance bike, you know. And she used yeah. to literally. Um, we never forced her, but she enjoyed it. And I think a couple of times I was like, do you want to walk? And she's like, no, I want to carry on riding. I was like, brilliant. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so we'd go to the coffee, Fred and Ginger. I love Fred and Ginger. I wish you guys were still open. Uh, yeah, we'd go in there, have a coffee, and we'd get a, what was it, a banana? A banana? The, the vegan, vegan banana, banana, banana cake. Yeah, banana cake, and we'd share that. And then cycle back home, or she'd cycle back home. And, yeah, that was a nice little routine to get her physically out. But she goes for walks along the canals, and, and, we, and just getting but that routine. But now I've changed my routine with her, so... On my days off, um, or days that I get home early-ish, I go and I walk a mile and a bit yeah. to go and collect her in her pram, um, and then walk back with her as part of my exercise for yeah. the day. And, and then again, that's when we stopped off at the park on the way yeah. home to do the workout. But even though she's sitting in the pram on the way home, she's getting the exposure to the outdoors. Yeah. She's seeing you walking. She's getting the experience. But she we does can get walk in home. and out. Like, yeah. That's she's, fine, yeah. and that's okay. Well, and then good. she gets to the park and she runs around and she's getting her activity. Mm. And don't forget, she's at nursery all day long as well. So, but we um, don't use the pram that much. I mean, it's just to get her home. I mean, after a whole day at nursery, I don't yeah. expect her to be no. able to walk. No, it's half an hour, and it's yeah. it's un, uneven terrain along the canal, so it takes her a bit longer. Takes her a bit longer, probably. So, but she hard. understands that walking is a part of. Yeah, our lifestyle. Yeah, which or is, exercise is a part yeah. of our lifestyle. Yeah, she yeah. definitely knows that, um, and she understands that, which I think is great. Um, and they encourage it at nursery and, and things like that. But uh, anyway, for, for yeah, for, for parents out there, for family members, anyone doesn't have to be parents, but just yeah, get out and do something. I think you know, playing in the garden, you know, making it into a game, you know, doing little fun games of. You know, little, even playing sport, little, you know, cricket or badminton mm. or whatever it is, you know. I've seen a lot of people gardening. I gardening, mean, yeah, gardening. Yeah, went to the lot, yeah, I saw, we saw the allotments the other day. There were a lot of kids there, weren't there? Little, I wanted young, to get little kids. One. Uh, yeah, a lot of. Um, it's a good form of exercise for people. It's just getting out, and it's another yeah. good form of mindfulness, isn't it? Uh, having having a hobby. But yeah, find something you enjoy. We're talking about running, and this is what this podcast is. Uh, mainly focused on but it's not just about running and I think you said it quite quite well in that a good habit is only going to be formed through something that you enjoy so if running sounds like death and this is the worst thing get that book uh, then 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 don't don't run if it's dancing you know we had her you know we watched the Beyonce documentary the other day and then I, I let her watch some of it yesterday and she was loving it she got up and started dancing and boogieing and so if that's your thing that do that with your kids and that'll get you active and don't think yeah. you know if dancing is physical activity whether it's uh doing the, the, get the kids involved in cleaning or something just 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 do something and i think for, for, for yourself more than anything anything else i think it's important for our, our mental well-being and our mental health right now to stay active and uh and just to help ourselves uh you know this is you know this is life now and uh waiting for tomorrow and it's always oh yeah i'll do it tomorrow oh, i'll do it next week oh, i'll do it in january and now it's like oh, i'll do it after covid well you know what are we seven eight weeks in to a lockdown and there's no sign of ending they were talking the other day this could be like this till the end of the year and so who knows when this thing's going to end what's going to yeah. happen we just talked about you we are un- overestimate what we can do in a year well i'll tell you what we overestimate how much weight you can put on in a year uh, and if we do nothing <laughs> right now and we're just 
uh, eating more and not moving, then a year later it's going to be a lot harder uh, and you could be a lot further along to something like type 2 diabetes or, or heart disease. So don't, you know, you're in, the key thing is we're in control. You're in control. You're sitting there listening at home in your car, wherever you are. You're in control. It's up to you. Yes, there are restrictions placed upon us right now. But if we focus on the things that we can't do, that list is endless. There's not enough. I don't have enough time here to talk about the things I can't do. But I can tell you the things that I can do. And the number one thing that I can control and that anyone can control is you. Yes, you've got kids and you've got you're working from home. And I get it that we, this is we, we had this conversation the other day. I feel really sorry for parents who are having to work from home and look after their kids at the same time and homeschool. It's tough. I get it. I understand you're probably going through hell right now. But the only thing that's going to help you to deal with all of this is to have that little bit of headspace. And we've already talked yeah. about not running, but just exercise. Any form of exercise will give you that kind of that mindfulness, that that de-stressing effect and that give you that little bit of headspace. And it actually makes you think clearer. And I've seen this in myself. It just helps me be feel calmer and and be able to be be able to tolerate more you know if lily's not being on her best behavior i'm just feel like i'm able to tolerate it more so i think for those of those parents out there who have got it a lot harder than we have right now um i just honestly just may feel like the world's against you but try to find that little bit of time for yourself and i think we, we started the com our conversations this year talking about and you're talking about yoga and the cost and i was like look you're doing it for yourself and yeah. it's important to do but something at the moment you. also we do need to think about exercising for our immunity against the virus. Well, there's that as well. well. Yeah, keeping yeah. your immune system healthy, and that's, that's not only going to come. Motivation. Yeah, and that's not only going to come from exercise, but that's going to come from food. Yeah. And again, that's a conversation we can definitely have, and we will be well, having next podcast. Maybe, yeah, maybe after you've done, I don't know, fifteen. What's what is the next target? Hmm. I was thinking about this. Okay, we'll talk about that off air because we'll just go into that too much. But yeah, we can talk. <laughs> so, but the food immune system. The food, yeah, but for your immunity, for your sanity. And, you know, I just think for a lot of us, um, especially parents, but not just parents, but anyone, whether you're a, uh, a parent, whether you're a brother, or a sister, or a daughter, or a mother, uh, a grandparent, a grandchild, you're trying to be the best version of yourself for others. Yeah, so we're trying to be the best parents. We're trying to be the best employee. We're trying to be the best son or daughter to look after our parents right now. Uh, we're trying to be whatever it is. And and how are you going to be the best, insert job title here, if you're not the best version of yourself? And I think people don't seem to realise that. And and I know a lot of people talk about this on other podcasts, but it's something that we've we've mentioned in our uh, in our in our uh, program as well to our patients is that. Um, when you go on the plane, the first advice when they're giving you their safety tips is is what about the life vest? Put on someone else. Well, it's actually the the mask. Yeah. Put on someone else's. Um, put on your own mask. What, what plane are you going on? Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Put on okay. Your own. Well, let me just start. I'll, 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 <laughs> let me. Oh, I should have just answered my own question. Yeah. So when you go on, you go on the plane, they tell you to talk about yeah, gas mask and life vest. This is both. Put yours on first before you go out and try and help other people. Why? Well, because if you don't put yours on first and you go and help someone else, you might end up dying. And if that person is your child, then they're going to be left without a parent. So take care of yourself first and then help other people. And the same goes here when we're talking about our mental health. We're trying to be the best son, daughter, parent, whatever it is. 
look after yourself. Find a little bit of time for yourself. Even if that's what you were just saying now, doing that five-minute workout in a day. Mm. Surely there's somewhere, some sort of compromise where you can find five minutes of your day, whether that's wake... I mean, we can all probably wake up five minutes earlier. I'm not asking too much by asking someone to wake up five minutes earlier. Um, so wherever that is in your day, ask your partner, ask the people around you, whoever you have in your house, that's, you know, that you're not breaking social distancing rules by doing this, but find the time. I think it's important. And those couple of minutes and even on uh, even a couple of minutes, whatever it is, like I said earlier, something is better than nothing. Uh, I think I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to do um, squats while I wait for the kettle to boil every day. Okay, so that's your that's your small. I'm gonna try it. Okay, all right. How many times a day do you boil a kettle? Once. Once. Okay. All right. That's something to start. Don't laugh. I'm not laughing. <laughs> oh well, I am laughing. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. Um. Okay. So there's your thing. But so so, I guess that's something to leave everyone with. Everyone, find something that you can do. So Alicia's thing is she's gonna do squats while she waits for her kettle to boil in the yep. morning, which is a couple of minutes of, of squats yeah. a day. Find something for you, whatever it is. But the 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 reward, the long-term reward that you will get from that is is priceless. You can't put a price on it. So uh, try to you know, action that. Write it down. Put it on your fridge. Put it on your phone. Put it somewhere where you're going to see it, uh, whether it's a reminder or it's electronic or not. And... Um, and just do it. Yeah. Good work. 13.1. Here comes full marathon. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you did, please be sure to go to your favourite podcast app and leave a review. It really helps me to make this a better experience for you. Also, if you're not doing already, please be sure to follow Stay Whole social media pages, which are at Stay Whole Life on Instagram or on Facebook, it's www.facebook.com forward slash stay There's always our website, which is simply stayhole.co.uk. Thanks again for listening, and remember to stay whole.